Good morning. I'm the Reverend Amy Richter, and I am here with the Reverend Joe Pagano outside of the rectory of the parish of Pasadena and Cormac in the Diocese of Western Newfoundland. And this is a brief service of morning prayer for Sunday, February 6th. Thank you very much for joining us today. Lord, open our lips and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. O worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Let the whole earth tremble before God. Tell it out among the nations that the Lord is sovereign. O worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Tell out the salvation of God from day to day. Let the whole earth tremble before God. Declare the glory of the Holy One among the nations and the wonders of God among the peoples. O worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Let the whole earth tremble before God. A reading from Isaiah, chapter 6, verses 1 through 8. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lofty, and the hem of his robe filled the temple. Seraphs were in attendance above him. Each had six wings. With two they covered their faces, and with two they covered their feet and with two they flew. And one called to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. The pivots on the thresholds shook at the voices of those who called, and the house filled with smoke. And I said, Woe is me, I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips and I live among a people of unclean lips. Yet my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphs flew to me, holding a live coal that had been taken from the altar with a pair of tongs. The seraph touched my mouth with it and said, Now that this has touched your lips, your guilt has departed and your sin is blotted out. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? And I said, Here I am. Send me. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
A reading from the Gospel according to Luke, chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. Once, when Jesus was standing beside the lake of Gennesaret, and the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he saw two boats there at the shore of the lake. The fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little way from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the crowds from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep water and let your nets down for a catch. Simon answered him, Master, we have worked all night, but have caught nothing. Yet, if you say so, I will let down my nets. When they had done this, they caught so many fish that their nets were beginning to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them, and they came and filled both boats so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For he and all who were with him were amazed at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. Then Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on, you will be catching people. When they had brought their boats to shore, they left everything and followed him. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Barbara Brown Taylor tells a story about how she learned reverence from her father. She was seven years old, and one night he told her to grab a blanket, come outside, and to lie down flat on her back to watch a shower of falling stars. Here's how she tells the story. The air was sweet and cold. The sky bristled with stars. After my father had folded the blanket in half, he lay down on it with his hands folded behind his head. All I remember is lying there beside him, looking into a sky I had never really looked into before, or at least never for so long. When I breathed in, I seemed huge to myself. I felt as much a part of the sky as a feather on a bird's belly. When I breathed out, I became so small that I feared I might vanish. What was a seven-year-old girl under that great weight of stars? When the first one fell, we gasped and clutched one another. Did you see that? I did. Where did it go? To the far side of the moon. More and more stars fell as the night deepened. Some of them made clean arcs across the sky, while others disappeared before they had gone halfway. Watching them, I gained the understanding that the planet I was lying on looked like a star from somewhere else in the universe. It too might fall at any moment, taking me along with it. This understanding made my stomach flip, even as it increased my investment in what was going on 
above my head. I think what Taylor is describing here is what many people, herself included, would call a religious experience. It is an encounter with the awesome mystery that beats at the heart of the universe, an encounter that may make us gasp and may make our stomachs flip. When we encounter this mystery, we may feel at one and the same time both enlarged by the experience, as she said, she seemed huge to herself, and also somehow made to feel small, so small that we might vanish. It is an experience that fills us with awe and wonder and reverence. Taylor is describing an experience that uh, many would classify as an experience of the holy. It is an experience of a dimension of reality that is vast and huge and weighty, kind of like the great weight of stars that she describes. It's also an experience that has an element of fear in it, not in the sense of being afraid of bad guys, but rather in the sense of the biblical phrase, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. You know that sense when uh, you get when you're around things that are powerful or mighty. It's a fearful or a fearsome thing. But the experience of the holy is also positively attractive. Yes, it is huge and powerful and majestic, but it also draws you in. You want to draw near to this mystery, even if you feel like you must remove your shoes to do so. It's awesome. It's huge and weighty and maybe a bit terrifying in its power and might. But you also want to get close to it, want to lose yourself in its power and its might. In its presence, we feel awe and reverence, love and mercy, peace and blessing. Our Old Testament lesson and our gospel lesson for today are also awesome experiences. The passage from Isaiah speaks of an experience of the power and majesty of God, seated on God's throne, high and lofty, with the hem of his robe filling the temple. It's an awe-inspiring experience of God's holiness, and to make sure we don't miss the point, we even have angels crying out, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the building shakes as the voices fill the temple. And just as one would expect, Isaiah is filled with a sense of smallness or creatureliness in the presence of God. And he says, woe is me, I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips yet my eyes have seen the king. This is quite literally an awesome or awe-inspiring experience, and Isaiah is overwhelmed by his encounter with the holiness of God. But notice, um, the story doesn't end here. Awesome experiences are not only fearful, they are also fascinating. 
even as we are filled with awe and reverence in the presence of great majesty and power, we also want to draw near. We want to lose ourselves in the presence of this mystery. As Isaiah explains it, an angel comes to him and touches his lips with a live coal and tells him, now that this has touched your lips, your guilt has departed and your sin is blotted out. Then the Lord asks whom he shall send to his people, and Isaiah responds, here I am, send me. Awesome experiences are also positively attractive and cleansing. And here's the part that always gets me. Awesome experiences transform people into servants. In one moment, Isaiah is saying, whoa, this is awesome. And the next moment he is saying, here I am, send me. We see the same pattern in our gospel in the story of Peter's awesome experience by the lake of Gennesaret. Simon Peter is literally minding his own business, which is fishing, when along comes Jesus. Apparently, Peter has a bad day with no fish to show for his efforts. Jesus tells him, well, give it one more shot. And so they throw out their nets and catch so many fish that it fills their boats. At this, Peter falls down on his knees and says, go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. Peter has just had an awesome experience and he feels overwhelmed in its presence and he finds himself falling to his knees. Well, by now we should know that the story cannot end with Peter on his knees. Awesome experiences are not just fearsome, but also fascinating. And sure enough, Jesus reaches down to Peter and says, do not be afraid. For from now on, you will be catching people. And Peter leaves everything behind and follows him. I think these stories are telling us something important about the religious life. Barbara Brown Taylor tells us that we need to learn reverence, right? We need to practice paying attention to the world around us so that we can see and experience how truly awe-inspiring it is. How lucky she was to have a father who would let his daughter sleep out under the stars, gazing up while flashes of light slid across the night sky. And our stories from the Old Testament and the New Testament help us here. Help us to see all around us experiences that are truly awe-inspiring. Experiences where we encounter the beauty of God's holiness. Those experiences when we feel like we want to fall to our knees because we feel as though we are in the presence of divine mystery. The experience of the overwhelming majesty and power of the Creator. That experience of wanting to draw near to this mystery and to lose ourselves in its all-consuming love. And when these experiences are truly awesome, truly holy, they are also transformative. 
because they transform us into servants. It's not just about spirituality, but also about service. It's not just an awesome experience, but an invitation to adventure. Spirituality and service. Awesomeness and adventure. Perhaps that's why at one point in our worship service, we bow our heads and say, Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might. And at another point we say, Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Amen. For our prayers today, we are using Litany 5, beginning on page 114 of the Book of Alternative Services. Let us pray to the Lord, saying, Lord, hear our prayer. Let us pray for the peace of the world. The Lord grant that we may live together in justice and faith. Lord, hear our prayer. Let us pray for this country, and especially for Queen Elizabeth, and for the celebration of her Platinum Jubilee. For the Governor General, the Prime Minister, and all in authority, the Lord help them to serve this people according to God's holy will. Lord, hear our prayer. Let us pray for children and young people. The Lord guide their growth and development. Lord, hear our prayer. Let us pray for the sick. We pray especially for Sadie, Doug, Noreen, Sean, Kim, Doug, Connie, Deanna, Stuart, Herb, Dorcas, Marilyn, Connor, Irving, Marion, Debbie, Robert, Wayne, Jennifer, Stephanie, Nina, Carolyn, Bob, Joe, Jimmy, Percy, Doreen, and Paul. And for Melvin, Denise, Glenn, Audrey, Diane, Cecil, George, Shirley, Janelle, Clarence, John, Anne, Audrey, Donna, Dave, Suzanne, Cody, Penny, Danielle, Sean, Howard, Byron, BJ, and any others you wish to name aloud or silently. The Lord deliver them and keep them in his love. Lord, hear our prayer. Let us pray for all who are condemned to exile, prison, harsh treatment, or hard labor for the sake of justice and truth. The Lord support them and keep them steadfast. Lord, hear our prayer. We remember the prophets, apostles, martyrs, and all who have borne witness to the gospel. The Lord direct our lives in the same spirit of service and sacrifice. Lord, hear our prayer. And we pray for the repose of the soul of Margaret Roberts, aunt of Mitt, mother of Lucille, Bruce, and Linda. May she rest in peace and rise in glory. And we pray, loving God, hope of the poor and source of all health, look with compassion upon your creatures who suffer under the weight of this pandemic. Fill us with love toward our neighbor. Guide us as we strive for the common good and strengthen those who labor for our health. We ask this through the healer of your creation, 
Jesus Christ, our health and our salvation. Amen. Gathering our prayers and praises into one, let us pray as our Savior taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you this day and always. Amen.
in peace to love and serve the Lord. Thanks be to God.